Well, hey there, friends, and welcome back to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Batten. I'm so happy you're here today. Before we jump into today's podcast, I wanted to give another shout out to our friends Leanne Presley and her amazing team over at Stitchcraft Marketing. I've had the pleasure to work with and highly recommend uh, their services. The thing that they're really cool and unique about at Stitchcraft is that they're a unique niche agency serving only companies in the craft craft space and specializing in social media strategy and execution. Doesn't that sound great? So if you're one of those shop owners, and I know we have a lot of craft craft companies in the craft space industry listening right now, if you're one of those companies who are always looking to struggling to get your newsletter out on time or edit your video clips, or you just need another person in your corner to manage all of your marketing things, I want to urge you to take a look at what Leanne and Stitchcraft Marketing have available. You can find all of their services and a full list of you know everything that they do. And a lot of examples of the work that they've done for other craft companies, all on their website over at stitchcraftmarketing.com. So I wanted you to go check them out. They're awesome. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Okay, friends. Today on the Creative Shop Talk podcast, I am going to be answering a question that I get asked a lot. So it's Ask Wendy Anything Day. And the question that I get asked a lot, so I get asked this in person quite a bit. I get asked it at when I'm out in out and about, out and about as we say here. And I get asked a lot when I'm doing interviews and all kinds of questions. So I thought I would answer the question here for you. And the question is, what is something that drives you crazy when you walk into a shop? So the first thing I have to say about this is that most of the time I really have to work to keep my mouth quiet. So unless you're a client already, I try not to comment on certain things. So there's a few things either going out into shops or that I see retailers do that I think There's just so much room for improvement. They're leaving money on the table, whatever it is. So that's what I'm going to share today. I've got four things today that drive me crazy. (laughs) They drive me crazy and didn't fit in neat and tidy into other podcast episodes. So I hope this is helpful to you. I hope you find value. And I'm going to hesitate to say if you're already a client, if you're a retailer's inner circle member, you're probably, hopefully not doing any of these things. However, we all need reminders and sometimes creep sets in and maybe maybe you are. So we talk about these things quite regularly inside, you know, a lot of my coaching groups and mastermind groups and of course the inner circle, but maybe you need a reminder. So today's today's whole podcast is about things that drive Wendy crazy and I hope you're not doing. So we're going to go over a few of those today and again a shout out and a reminder that the doors are open and January is a fantastic month to join us inside the Retailers Inner Circle. I hope you are considering that. If you're on the fence and you're thinking about joining the Inner Circle, it's really, you know, 
we either make a decision to make a change or we don't. So that's my plug. I hate trying to talk anybody into it. I feel like people either know or they don't know, but we are the community that is supportive for retailers. We are the community that gives you the resources in the library and we have a full you know, complement of support around making 2024 your, really your best year ever. So I hope you'll consider it. Um, again, either you want change or not, either things ch- stay the same or they change. That's really always what I, I kind of tell people. So um, hopefully you'll consider joining us inside the Retailers Inner Circle. Just do it. Just do it. Just come and join us. All right, here we go. I'm going to tell you my four things that drive me crazy. Okay, on the first thing is, and this is a really common thing, for a lot of people, and some people don't realize they're doing this, and it's oh, it's just, see, it's already driving me crazy. These this is making sure that you are branding yourself and not your products. If you've been a longtime listener to the podcast, you may have heard me speak about this in other areas. If you are a member of the Inner Circle, you know I talk about this all the time. But brand yourself, my friend. Please stop branding brands. So you sell and are really proud of the products that you sell, but do not become known just as the ABC company, whatever that product is. So I see this a lot in the creative and DIY world. I see it a lot in the clothing world. I see it a lot in the food and specialty niche like yarn shops. And I see this a lot because you're so proud or maybe you are the only whatever brand, you know, whatever the brand is. So what I mean by this is, and and this is where I want you to do a little check on yourself. You have to make sure that your signage, your social media, all of your forward-facing marketing things, the things that people see. So when I land on your website, is it just full-on branded? Is it just like, this is the ABC company, not your company? So, and when I'm saying ABC company, I mean like whatever that brand is. I see this all the time. Is your staff and are are you walking around with, uniforms from brands like that's crazy that's crazy you walk around with your own brand on my friends if you are hosting workshops or you are doing events make sure that you unless it's sponsored by those brands unless they're paying for it unless they're you know unless they are you know they're the big supporter and you want everybody to know that your everything should be your brand we want people to know you we want people to have your name in the tip of their tongue Yes, we want to make sure that those brands are mentioned and that can be second, that's secondary. So they're like the tagline, if you will. You know, so we're, we're this brand, we're, you know, Susie's shop, proud, you know, carrier of ABC brand, whatever, whatever you need to do. But please do a check on yourself and don't dismiss this. Don't think, don't roll your eyes right now. If you're rolling your eyes at me, go around and look at the signage around your shop. Look at like, look at your uniforms. I see it with the uniforms a lot with aprons, especially with creative aprons and creative shops. I did it for years, but make sure you're branding yourself. And here, and here's why this is important. The reason that that's important is because brands come and go, even if you love, even if you're like dedicated and you're never going to change, you know, you don't know that the brand's not going to go out of business or go bankrupt or sell it to somebody else or I don't know, they could put somebody next door to you, even if you think they never will. So, or their pricing could get crazy and you just can no longer keep that as a viable product. And for the record, I see that happen a lot. A lot of hard choices are being made lately because we're really prioritizing margins, right? Go back and listen to episode 190 and we talk about the things that we have to pay attention to. And one of that's one of those things, one of the one of the big things, I guess, is really understanding our financial 
you know, our financials and our, our inventory costs and margins. And one of the things that I've seen people do, and I talk about it a lot, I know, but is like letting go of brands. Even so, if you've been branding this beautiful product you love, they're they're laughing at you because you're just you're just selling their product, and it's a big you know it's a big thing for you. But if their margins are getting tighter and tighter, and everything's getting harder and harder, and they're not, you know, you can't sell it at a higher price. It no longer becomes a viable product for you, and that's heartbreaking. I know, but that's important. So thinking about looking ahead, understanding that you want your name out there you want to really be promoting your brand you want you want your brand you whatever you know what you want your brand to be top of mind and then the brands that you carry to be secondary so hopefully that's helpful but it does drive me crazy when i land on websites and facebook pages and you know i walk into shops and i'm like oh is this a abc is this you know whatever brand like that's all i see so that is one of my pet peeves. That's one of the things that drives me crazy. (laughs) So the next one is this one here. This is, okay, retailers not doing everything that they can to get sales and then complaining about it. (laughs) So that drives me crazy. What I mean by that is if it's a slow day, if it's a storm day, if it's a, oh my gosh, I don't know where everybody is day because that's what it's been like over the last year, right? Or maybe, you know, whatever. And I know you think you're doing all the things and I know you are doing all the things. I I don't mean to say that you're not doing the things, but, and it's funny, this actually just came up in a conversation in our mastermind group last week about, you know, I don't understand, like some of them are like, I just like, it's beyond their comprehension why, you know, their neighborly friends or whatever, their, their, their retail biz BFFs are, you know, complaining or their local friends are complaining because, you know, it was so quiet last week and, you know, sales are down and people aren't spending and people aren't coming in. Well, you know, there's a lot of things we can do. And I know that's one we, what we're always all working on. But on the day, today, right now, if there's nobody in your shop, there are things that you can do to generate sales. So, I mean, maybe it will work, maybe it won't, but you have to make an effort. Stop whinging about it and turn on, turn on your camera, turn on your phone, like turn the camera on and do a, sell something, sell something live. This is just the way it is right now. So that's why we're building audiences. That's why we build email lists. So send out an email with a special and a feature and see how many sales you get. Even if you don't have an online store, you can, you know, get people, call the shop. We have three left of these cool things. If it's a snow day, we used to do snow day specials. It's like I'm stuck here at the shop or the studio and, you know, I'm selling I'm whatever. I decided to have a red tag sale or I decided to feature this product or, hey, I'm going to show you guys how to use this product. Anybody, did you guys know we have these products? Whatever. You can sell things on slow days. So if it's a slow day and you're not, you know, you're not where you need to be and you know that your foot traffic needs to be X number for this month, you do know exactly how much your foot traffic needs to be, hopefully. And you know that we need to make these numbers. Just do something. Do something today. Don't be passive about people not coming in. So that there's lots of things we can do. And again, we talk about that a lot inside the inner circle as well. But, you know, there's just so many things you could call your top sellers, your, you know, or your top clients or somebody you haven't seen for a while, you could get on the phone. I've seen retailers do that. Of course, this depends on your market, you could send a quick email off to some people. Anyway, there's so many things you can do to generate sales today. So ask yourself, you know, are why what what could you do today to generate sales? And are you doing everything you can? 
during these slow days. So before you complain, make sure that you're you're doing all of the things. What is the other thing? Oh, the other thing about this not doing everything. Let me just this is a part part 2 to that part of what drives me crazy is again having retailers tell me, you know, it's really slow, people aren't buying, but the experience that I see or what I know of that they do or I've experienced in shops, they're standing behind the counter. They're not serving their people. They don't have well-trained staff. They don't have, you know, they're not offering to show. They don't have sales processes in place to turn people from browsers to buyers. That takes a that takes a strategy. That's not about being salesy. That's about putting a strategy in place. And they don't have that. So that's, you know, that's the second part. So if 10 people are walking in your shop today and five buy, well, you know, what are you doing? You know, what extra things are you doing to make this make it seven people buy or make it nine people buy how are you converting buyers and i know you know again we've talked about the sales strategy we have podcasts on on how to work your sales strategy in store and increase you know increase that browser to buyer but what are you doing today so before you know you complain or you think oh it's really slow day what are you doing today to make you know the sales today so what do you what's the best thing you can do today and why that's important, of course, is we do need to know, we do need to know exactly how much, how what the sales need to be today and are we making it? So that's why that's important. Uh, number three, oh, number three is another pet peeve. And please don't be offended if you're doing these things. I just want you to think about it and make a decision. There's nothing wrong with treating your business like a hobby, but know that that's a hobby if it's, a, if you're treating it like a hobby. <laughs> so by by that, I mean, you know, retailers that are telling me they want to be uh, a brand, they want to build a brand, they want to build a business, they want this to be something, they're ready for it to be, you know, a thing, and, and they're excited about it, and they're wanting to put the effort, and they're, you know, doing the work, they're doing a lot of the work, but then they treat it like a hobby. And some of those things are, you know, random hours, or I don't know, random hours, they're, they're, when, I, when you call, it's their, it's their home phone number or it's their phone number and they're answering the phone like, yeah, like, yeah, it's just not professional. You're not treating it like a professional business. And I mean, what I, you know, you can still be casual and relaxed in your business. You can still have limited hours, but have consistent limited hours. Stop being random. Stop acting like, you know, just a casual Susie in the basement kind of shop, you know, that's not professional. People won't trust you. They'll drive all the way into town and they'll get there and your shop is closed. And don't say to me, well, I posted on Facebook. Well, I, and and I'm sure people that have listened for a long time have heard me talk about this, but that's not, and that's not, that's not what, it's not up to your customer to do that. Yes, during snowstorms or something, but consistent hours are important. Consistent image is important. You can start slow and you can grow and you know all of those things, but acting like a business is so important and people that are treating it like a hobby, maybe you have like a Hotmail account or just just a Gmail account for your email. Well, get a domain account. Get 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 serious. Get a real business. On this note, retailers that are not charging taxes are not taken as serious as retailers that do. Let that sit for a minute. Retailers that don't charge taxes, and a lot of 
a lot of places don't charge taxes because they're like, oh, we're not big enough. Well, that's a message you're sending to your clients, right? And you're also leaving all the money you're spending on taxes on the table. But anyway, <laughs> that's another another podcast for another day. But that's really frustrating to your clients, to your customers. And the image that you're putting out there is not professional. It's just not. And also not having a clear brand, like who you are and what you serve and why you're doing it. And, and that's just part of your brand vision. And it just feels, you know, less than. However, if that's like, if you're okay with being a hobby business and you're okay with it being casual, but super casual, and you're okay with leaving money on the table and it not being professional, just know that's what you're doing. But don't, I have all kinds of people that come to me and this is what I see. And, you know, when I bring this up, they're like, yeah, but, you know, I gotta go pick the kids up between three and four and I gotta do this. Well, make a decision. <laughs> make a decision if you're gonna be a retail store or you're just gonna be a hobby business. So that drives me crazy. <laughs> I will tell you that right now, that drives me crazy. Okay, number four, our messy shops. So being messy I mean, this might, this isn't the end of the world. This isn't, you know, this is, we all have days where there's things that are going to happen. And, but why this matters and why it's important is the image you're trying, trying to put out to the world. So like almost back to that professional, are you trying to be a real business and what kind of message are you sending to your clients? If I have to walk in and jump over boxes and the mats out front are all dirty and the windows are dirty and it's messy, you know, that, and I know you're tired. I know you're, I know you're tired, but that's just, you know, that's your shop standards. We have an entire masterclass on shop standards and how to keep shop standards up. And by shop standards, I'm, you know, I'm talking about the music you play and what the shop looks like, what it feels like, what it, what the experience is from your customer's point of view and how they experience your shop. It matters. So once in a while, you know, if there's a few things on the side, whatever, but try, try to think about the vision and the image you have and the dream that you have. Is this really what it, what you had in mind when you pictured people walking through your shop, having it really dusty? And I had an experience recently where I walked through a store, actually it was with my husband and he noticed too, which is, sorry, he's editing this and he knows he's going to laugh at this, but the store was filthy, like filthy, dirty dust everywhere is like black shelving with layers of dust on all the products and on the shelf it was just yuck like I don't know it's just a feeling that you get and it was actually a beautiful shop but it was dirty so there's to your shop standards so there's a those of you in the inner circle go under master classes go into the headquarters go under master classes scroll down you will see shop standards master class it is one that we all should have under our belt and know what our shop standards are and the vision that we want for our business. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like at all times and how to train our staff to keep it up to date and how to do that. So those are my four, I, I, I could go on, <laughs> it's a lot of things. So, you know, there's a lot of things and you know, it's not that it bugs me and it's not that, you know, drives me crazy and I'm all right. And, you know, I'm not trying to lecture or teach or preach or anything like that. It's just the image that you're putting out to your to your customers and the brand that the brand vision that you might have for yourself I like we have to stay in the top we have to stay the best in our communities right now we have to you know the bottom 30 we talk about this a lot the bottom 30 percent of retailers don't usually make it so let's not be those people and that's what happens 
that's what happens if you're letting all these things slide, little things. They're just little things, but they're all big things when it kind of put all together. So I'm trying to encourage you. So it's not about me and driving people crazy or things that are driving me crazy, but the reason it drives me crazy and why that's important is because I really want to see you succeed and be in that top, you know, top healthy professional business. So I hope that's been helpful. I have one last little thing. And that is about attitude and your attitude matters. Like I heard somebody say this the other day, the, your attitude has the wheel, like it has the wheel, right? So it's what steers us. So your attitude as well, like your attitude matters and that's important. And it does drive me crazy when people have bad attitudes. I see this every day. I hear it. We tend to end up like the people we hang out with, right? You've heard that before. So if you're hanging out with a bunch of people in your community or other groups or whatever, and they're all like scared and negative and talking about the economy and, oh, customers aren't buying and all this, you know, all this negativity, that's how you're going to end up. You're going to think they're, if they're talking about, you know, all the bad things, it's going to all be bad. Like I, you see, we all know this, we all see this, Right. But if you can find a thriving and committed, you know, people that are thriving and they're committed to seeing the success of their business and, it, you know, they're going to make it work. They're solution orientated, they're positive mindset, they're looking for answers, they're doing things that are different, they're, you know, they're curious and they're challenging them, they're challenging the status quo, if you will, or, you know, they're doing things, you know, that's what's, that's going to help you build your business. So I want to challenge you, you know, to find the communities, the mentors, the people around you, whatever you need to do, or be that person as well. Just be really conscious about who you're, who you're hanging with, right? Who you're hanging with. Watch who you're hanging with because, you know, conversations and the conversations that are being had around you. So just, just watch that. Just pay, pay, pay attention. So I would be a, a remiss if I didn't mention that that's how we speak in the inner circle. The retailer's inner circle <laughs> is a positive place to come hang out. We are solution orientated. We do have the tools. We are curious. We're trying things. Not everything works. People are trying different marketing things and you know we're learning and we're growing. We're all learning. We're all growing. That's just part of being an entrepreneur, right? But we do try to stay positive and we do try to like let people in that are just committed to their success. And if you're committed to your success, we'd love to have you join us inside a community that cares. And the other thing I, I've had a lot of people mention to me lately about the Retailers Inner Circle is that they feel like it's a community that cares, but also where they can be seen. And I always forget to mention that, but that is important to me. So you can be seen, you can be heard, you can ask your questions, you can not be judged, no dumb questions, you know. And will support you. So I just want to put that out there as well too. If you are seeking out to find a community that is positive and growing through this awesome, weird, crazy retailer time, <laughs> it's uh, that's a great place to be. So there you have it. That's my last plug, I guess, for the Retailers Inner Circle. If you're interested in joining us, it's wendybatten.com slash join. Easy peasy, right? You can find it on my website. It's also under retailersinnercircle.com if that's easier for you to remember. We'd love to have you join us. The doors are open and we have a few bonuses in there, including right now we have including a 30-minute coaching session with me, which has have been so fun. We've had a lot of new members join and I just love it. So I get to meet, we get to meet one-on-one. -on -one. I don't do that for a long time, so I don't know how long we'll have that special on there, but we have it right now. 
Anyhow, my friends, thank you for being here. Have a fantastic day. We will see you next week. I hope you didn't find yourself in any of those traps, but hopefully you found this helpful and uh, you can reassess some of your your little areas that might be that I, so I don't come into your shop and doesn't drive me crazy. Right? So have a great week, my friends. And here's to great sales this week. We'll see you next week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week. 